I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome everybody to Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics. As always, you can tune in at capegunworks.com and click on the Rapid Fire icon to join the conversation. We would love to hear from you. And you can remember to like and subscribe to us on all of our social media platforms. You can go to capegunworks.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Daily Motion, Telegram, Rumble. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks. So throughout all of those social media platforms, if you want to look at some of the smaller social media platforms, I'm really enjoying Telegram. So find us on Telegram. We're on there now and look us up. There's some cool stuff on there if you search around a little bit. Remember, we're also a Toys for Tots drop-off location, so please stop by with newly unwrapped toy and you can browse the store for the perfect holiday gift. We have all kinds of good stuff in stock and we are just happy to be in that gift-giving season. So whenever I browse the store, I think of all my friends and family that need uh, some gifts. How about Darn Tough Socks? If you guys haven't ever worn Darn Tough Socks, we have them in stock and you need darn tough socks it is the gift that says somebody you are you truly love them nice yeah when i get a pair of darn toughs for christmas i am forever indebted to that person you know why because it's the last sock i'll ever own it's guaranteed for life so i'm just throwing out a free shout out to my favorite sock company in fact the only reason i stock them in the store is so I have a personal supply at my fingertips. Even though I already have a lifetime supply. If you have seven yeah! pairs of if you have seven pairs of darn tufts, you have a lifetime supply. That's what I'm giving away for Christmas this year. So if you on my short Christmas list, you're I can what already tell you, you dirty barman. I can already tell you what you're getting. And you know what? It's it's like uh it's like the the gift that keeps on giving. They're good for life. Um Nothing says I love you more than a pair of darn tough socks. But you know you're getting old when you get really excited about getting a pair of socks for Christmas. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to be like, what the heck, man? Like, why am I getting socks on Christmas? I run around barefoot half the time. Um, but that's the way it is. You just you appreciate the finer things of life. And I totally now my kids steal them from me. That's that's the ridiculous thing about having two boys with the same size feet as me is they steal my socks and uh, they, uh, they know. And it's funny when I play hockey and I'm in the locker room every once in a while, I'll see a guy with darn tough socks and I'm like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And he's like, yeah, man. Like, you know, when you know, you know, I was in an airport once flying somewhere and I'm sitting there and I see this, these three kids on the other side of the uh, aisle from me and they stretch out and two of them are wearing the same exact pair of darn top socks 
and they look at each other like, oh, hey, you got darn tough stewing. Oh, cool. And then the third guy is like, what's wrong with you guys? And then I'm across the aisle from them. So I pull up my pant leg and go, uh-huh. And, and they're like, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> you know, we're instant buds and friends. And uh, <laughs> and so the the guy who was on the outside looking in was like, I got to rush down and get myself a pair. You guys are like a cult. And it is kind of like a cult following. So anyway, I'm sure that's exactly why you guys tuned in a rapid fire was to hear me opine about the finer points of socks. But I'll, I'll shut up about that now. So anyway, uh, <laughs> it is worth getting. Um, but yeah, so Thanksgiving was good. Hopefully you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Um, Black Friday was off the charts. It was our second biggest day at Cape Gunworks ever. And um, I know they did like 188,000 background checks on Black Friday, the FBI. That's pretty cool. 188,000. I think the whole week, I think I read it somewhere. I'm going to try and find the article, but the whole week was like 680,000 guns were transferred on Black Friday week. And that's with taking a day off Thanksgiving day. So not including Thursday, 688,000 background checks. That's almost, you know, three quarters of a million background checks in a week. So Americans like their guns. That's awesome. And uh, anyway, <laughs> oh boy, it's the comments are rolling in about my my socks but anyway like i said i'm i'm an old man so i like socks but they got to be darn tough like three years ago i made it my new year's resolution to only wear darn tough socks and i haven't broken it yet actually i shouldn't say that i did actually um <laughs> i did actually uh wear some regular socks to a wedding a couple weeks ago but i had already worn darn tufts all day and then i promptly put them back on after the wedding and my wife's like, you got to put on dress socks for the wedding. And so the only pair of dress socks I had in the drawer were this, when you hike your pant leg up, it's got a skeleton drinking a coffee and it says death before decaf. <laughs> and I bought those for my cousin's wedding a few years ago. And my drawer used to be full of like dress socks. Now I'm down to one pair and they say death before decaf. I wear darn tufts everywhere. So anyway. All right. Let's, uh, sorry, get to some of your questions here. Um, uh, PS is on YouTube and doesn't have Facebook, Twitter, or any other social media handles. So uh, John says, let's go, Brandon. All right. And, uh, you know, I drove up to the hockey game on Sunday with my son for his birthday. And one of the kids in the car, his name was Brandon. My wife's like, do you feel like a celebrity now? And he's like, oh, yeah, everywhere I go. <laughs> and uh, I was a little disappointed that the chant didn't get going at TD Garden. Um, but then again, I wasn't surprised. But at one point, I did hear it like in one little section. It just didn't spread throughout the whole uh, the whole rink. But the guy sitting next to me was like, let's get it going. I'm pretty loud. <laughs> I'm like, go for it, buddy. I'll support you. But anyway, um, all right, I promise in the next segment we'll talk guns. And Conan says he actually turned in to hear about Grey Poupon and bidets, but I could definitely opine about those. All right, if you're looking for a private archery lesson, they're back. Check out the calendar to schedule a one-on-one -on -one archery lesson with Dylan, our new archery guru. He's our bow tech. 
and we are really excited about that. So um, you'll hear all about it as we get closer, but book that class with them and click on the link at capegunworks.com. Tim Mack is next, so stay tuned. You don't want to miss this conversation. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks, excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and I am really happy to have with us on the phone today a special guest, Tim Mack, who is the author of Misfire, a book about the downfall of the NRA. It says the inside, the downfall of the NRA with Tim Mack. So, Tim, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. No problem. I uh, started reading your book, and boy, oh boy, it gets right out of the gate and <laughs> doesn't look back. So it's... Uh, it's quite the page turner, I must say, and uh, I appreciate um, somebody somebody actually jumping into this uh, arena and you know really you know trying to lift up the rug, if you will, and see what's under there. Um, but before we get into that, what was what was it that made you want to actually look into this in the first place? And uh, you know, what's kind of your history or your bio? Yeah, so I, I'm a reporter uh, that covers political investigations for, for NPR. Um, the, the NRA is just a fascinating organization. It's one of the most powerful and controversial organizations in the entire country. And I think going into this, 
uh, into writing this book, very little has been written about what happens behind the scenes. Sure. Um, it's kind of a black box, right? Mm. It, it, the, not, not very much had been known about the characters, uh, Wayne LaPierre, for example, or his wife, Susan, what they're like, how they operate. And the more I started talking to people about it, the more I realized how much the environment of the NRA was dominated by these weird characters, how the organization was filled with infighting and kind of almost family drama relating to disputes inside the organization and, and inside the gun community. Sure. And that fascinated me. Yeah. Um, so just some full disclosure, I am an NRA life member. I haven't, you know, donated to the, to the organization in some time because of the drama that's going on there. I feel that our dollars are spent in better places, maybe like Firearms Policy Coalition or 2AO or, you know, Second Amendment Foundation and some of the local groups here in Massachusetts. So that's where our money is spent. But NRA did serve an unbelievable purpose for, you know, a long time, as far as I'm concerned, as far as preserving our inherent rights here as citizens or, you know, resident aliens of the United States and has done a great job of, you know, preserving that. And I would agree with the premise of the book, which is at some point it took a turn and probably, you know, under Wayne's leadership. And, you know, there's been people like me that have called for Wayne to step aside a lot for a long time. But um, I must say I was a little bit of a head in the sand type of guy and didn't really pay attention to it as much because, you know, frankly, I wanted results. And if the guy was driving around in nice cars and wearing nice suits and, you know, he grew the organization, frankly, I kind of was like, well, that's what happens, you know, in corporate America. But you raise a good point in the book that under nonprofits, you know, that's basically corruption. And um, I didn't realize how deep it really ran. I've heard a lot of chatter. And again, I kind of just chose to put my head in the sand about it uh, because I didn't want to get drawn into the <laughs> drama, if you will. I just always have advocated other groups for the last five or six years. But what was um, what was it that was so surprising to you in writing this book? And I know like in your the preamble or the author's note at the beginning, you said you thanked somebody who taught you how to dig. So I assume that meant how to dig into stuff. So you rolled up your sleeves and started digging. And what did you find? Well, yeah. So the the, the book is the product of a lot of digging, uh, yeah. over 120 interviews with people inside the NRA universe and thousands of pages of secret court depositions and internal NRA emails and private documents and things like that. And what it really does is it kind of gives you two things. It gives you the backstory of what was happening inside the NRA over the last decade, who the people are, what their motivations were, what their character flaws are, and their personalities, and how that all led to a bunch of factionalism and infighting inside the organization and the decline of the organization. Mm -hmm. It also gives you a window into the corruption that happened over the last period of time that's led it to the very brink of its dissolution and maybe the end of the NRA. Mm. Um, you know, we're talking millions of dollars in private jets and, uh, like you mentioned, the suits, exotic vacations to the Bahamas and Italy and um, lavish meals. And I also kind of sh try to show how it all happened, how it happened under the nose of a lot of senior NRA officials and uh, how they hid it from the public despite being a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Now, just 
to clear the air a little bit because some of our listeners are probably going to be like, what the heck? You bring this NPR hack in and next thing you know, you're an anti-gunner. You know, I don't want to come across as that, but I just want uh, full disclosure that, you know, did you kind of have an agenda or was there any type of presupposition going into this or was it just like, holy crap, this is Pandora's box here. We, you know, we're looking into it and, you know, what was the thought process behind that? Obviously, it's the big political monstrosity yeah. that you talked about but was... well, look i mean uh, i'm talking to you folks um like i said i i did over 120 interviews with people in and around the nra and close to senior officials right mm-hmm. almost to a person they're very strong pro second amendment supporters right and i had to convince these people to to take risks to tell me about their lives and about the world that they've lived in for decades and to, you know, um, convince them that I do things fair and, and accurately. Right. Uh, fairly and accurately. And yeah. I think I did that in many, many, many occasions. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll leave, I'll, leave to, I'll leave to others whether I have, um, whether the writing or the reporting seems to slant in one way or another. But I, I've, always, I've always tried my best to uh, cover it objectively and, and fairly. Sure. And I, I think what you do, what you understand in this book is uh, I'm not, it's not a book about gun policy. Mm-hmm. It's not a book about the Second Amendment even. Um, it, it's, it doesn't say this is right or that's right, or this is wrong or that's wrong in, in terms of a policy sense. What it's a book about is, is accountability and transparency. Right. Um, it's a book about an organization that, like any organization that would misbehave in this manner, um, deserves to have a little fresh air mm. uh, in and, 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 and let some of these stories come out. Right. That's, that's what the NRA, I think, has deserved and uh, what I hope that, that I did with it. Yeah, fair enough. And I'm, I'm a proponent of that as well. Like, it's time to air it out. It's time to, you know, fully disclose and let the chips fall where they may and either A, rebuild or restructure or, you know, let someone else take the reins uh, of the preeminent you know, Second Amendment uh, preservationist group out there. and um, But one thing I will say that was amazing to me right out of the gate was at, you mentioned the 120 interviews and the emails and, and all the personal friends that were willing to talk and whatnot was that wouldn't have happened if it was just you trolling for, you know, to try to make them look bad. It It was very much apparent that there's something seriously wrong here and um the fact that people were so willing to talk or had been so violated by someone they considered a close friend do you think that um you know the overwhelming amount of evidence that you had to work from basically to put this book together do you think that the nra can be salvaged at this point or is it in your opinion just you know um, only a matter of time before the House of Cards comes down. Well, you you mentioned earlier you were a life member, mm-hmm. and I, I've spoken to so many life members who, who, who talked to me, you know, on on the basis of what we've been discussing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that they felt betrayed about how folks who listen to the show uh, and are just like you have been sending in five, ten, fifteen bucks a month uh, to an organization that they thought would uh, advocate on their interests for things they believed in, the, uh, the Second Amendment. Right. And 
that money was going for lavish, lavish vacations on a yacht in the Bahamas and suits and not, and not that. Mm-hmm. And so they felt betrayed, right. many, many, many of them. Um, I think what they'll tell you, what senior people in around the NRA will say, is that the, the NRA can't, you know, which the NRA has taken such a big hit in revenue and membership in the last few years as this has all unfolded, um, that, you know, the, the organization won't be able to grow and make headway without change at the very top. Right. That with this big cloud uh, over the organization, they would say, um, you, you can't move forward as long as these issues remain unresolved. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's certainly withhold, why I'm withholding any money to that organization is uh, I want to see wholesale change at the top. But um, in the book, it talks a little bit about almost the narcissism that goes along with that job or or Wayne's narcissism in willing to lose every friend he had in the process of defending his own actions as even if they're completely indefensible. Um, so that was that was pretty eye opening that, you know, at some point, you, the guy just can't be, he can't say I'm wrong and step aside or just say, you know, I'm, I see everyone wants to go a different direction. It's my turn to retire. So good luck. I'm going to be a supporter and, you know, try to buoy it up that way. But it's, it's amazing that he won't relinquish the grip. Why do you think that is? Well, I think there are a number of issues. Um, I mean, there's ongoing litigation right now between the NRA and, and uh, other other folks. Um, I, I know, uh, you know, it's been publicly reported uh, in the Wall Street Journal that uh, that the IRS has opened up a investigation into possible uh, criminal tax fraud on behalf on on Wayne's behalf. Hmm. Um, and and furthermore, uh, it's been testified to in open court that um, uh, that Wayne's closest friends have said that uh, that he's afraid of going to jail. Well, yeah. Um, so that could be one motivation uh, behind why Wayne hasn't relinquished the claim. I think another uh, another um, big motivation for Wayne, uh, or at least the, the NRA, to keep him there, is that, you know, there's still a gravy train flowing for a lot of folks. Mm. And Wayne LaPierre, if you look at his character and who he is, as I describe him in the book, he uh, he's happy to dole it out to people um, as long as they're insistent enough. You know, the the book paints this portrait of of, uh, of Wayne LaPierre as a, as a tremendously weak-willed and almost cowardly figure who, um, you know, uh, if yelled at long enough, uh, will say yes to anyone, whether that's millions of dollars in contracts or sweetheart deals. For his friends, um, and that that's that's been very useful to a lot of people in powerful positions in the organization. And so there's been an incentive, I think, over the years to keep him there. Well, it's a fascinating read, and I'm going to certainly put a link to it on our uh, chat here. I appreciate the time today, Tim. Uh, it's it's a really interesting subject, and uh, I appreciate you joining us today. Um, If you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only and couples classes at capegunworks.com. Stay tuned to Rapid Fire. We'll be right back.
the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. This is attorney Keith G. Langer, not just a gun rights lawyer, but a fellow gun owner at home on the range as well as in court. I can help you obtain or regain your firearms license, recover or transfer your firearms, and defend you against firearms or other criminal charges. I can also help protect your property with will sets, including trusts, healthcare proxies, and powers of attorney zoning or other permitting issues, as well as collections and civil litigation. To schedule a consultation, call 508-384-8692. That's 508-384-8692. Or visit my website, kglangerlaw.com. Talk to you soon. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, co-owner of Cape Gunworks. And join us every week for the only radio show in New England that I know about that covers all things guns, Second Amendment, freedom, and self-defense. And at this time, we are joined with our good friend Keith Langer, who is an attorney here in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, who likes to specialize in some Second Amendment law. But today, how are you, Keith? How's everything going? Uphill into the wind, what else is new? <laughs> um, yeah, you'll probably... Uh, like everybody else out there, you're like a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest, right? It's, uh, 
<laughs> With a limp. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, while it's still fresh in everybody's mind that I know we just came through the Rittenhouse trial and then we talked a lot about that right in the aftermath of that. And then this Arbery uh, trial where the three men were found guilty of murder after confronting this guy, Amud Arbery. And again, I don't know whether he was the uh, perpetrator of the break-ins and he was casing the joint for later or not. And I don't know if he was just jogging through the neighborhood and minding his own business. But in either case, I think there's a lot to be learned from uh, the way these three men confronted him. And one of their defenses was that they were performing a citizen's arrest. And, you know, you hear that talked about from time to time, and I've certainly heard it mentioned in even recently here on the Cape involving some people I know, but um, the, you know, the premise has always kind of caused me to pause and scratch my head. Like, it's not my job to arrest people. It's my job to call 911 if I see a commission of a crime. And I thought you might be able to weigh in on the legal side of that. Is there really a provision in 2022 for citizens to make an arrest? Not in this state, unless it's a felony. Certainly nothing like those fools in uh, the Arbery incident did. That was sale ab initio. There was no crime. The videotape showed him taking nothing. He had nothing in his hands. Mm. It, it was... Uh, it was three idiots making a number of leaps, false assumptions, and then uh, killing him over it. Right. And the crowning achievement was the stupidity of filming their idiocy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like here, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your effing head off, is what one of the guys was saying. And stop, or I'll blow your head off. Uh, expletive deleted, but. Um, the then while his friend is videotaping him and Arbery rushes and tries to disarm him and the rest is history. Now they have a murder trial on their hands. But um, so basically you said unless it's a felony. So in other words, if you see the commission of a, a felony at that point, you can legally make a stop. Is that correct? A felony. Of course, that doesn't mean it's a wise thing to do, but if it's not a felony, you have no standing whatsoever to make a citizen's arrest, and the Supreme Judicial Court has said so unequivocally. Mm. Quote, it is well settled that in Massachusetts, a private citizen may not make a citizen's arrest for a misdemeanor. Mm -hmm. This court has previously rejected the rule of English common law whereby a private citizen may make a citizen's arrest for a misdemeanor. And that's as recently as 2011. So if you see someone trespassing or, or you know, whatever, littering or something to that effect, you're certainly not in any way, shape, or form empowered to, you know, saunter up and <laughs> hold them till police arrive or pack them in the backseat of your car under duress. Um, even touch them right now let's move forward to a felony situation where i mean there's felonies where it's I, I don't know what the limit is now but when i was a kid you know malicious destruction of property over 250 bucks was a felony so you know someone doing donuts on the local 
you know, country club green could constitute a felony. Correct? Yep, but that's really nothing you want to get involved in because right. it's no danger to anybody. Everybody has a cell phone these days. Sure. So film it and call it in. Right. Yeah, that's, that's not the sort of thing you need to get involved in. Basically, uh, unless they're an immediate threat to somebody, it's a very, very poor choice of action to get involved and try and make a citizen's rest. Right. And, of course, if you do, they're probably going to laugh at you and resist, and now you've got an escalation of force situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing I can't you know, wrap my head around, like, if someone's trying to stop me, if they think I've committed a felony, and they're like, hey, dude, you got to stop and wait, I'm like, looking at, no, there's no chance I'm stopping for you. Like, I'm out of here. And naturally, if they really want me to stop, that escalates it by nature, right? I mean, I don't see the upside. I don't see any upside in getting involved and sticking your nose where it doesn't belong. But um, no, and what the SJC did is adopt judicially, not legislatively. It adopted the uh, Uniform Penal Code, and that means the arrest has to be for a felony, that the crime you're arresting them for involves, quote, conduct including the use of or threatened use of deadly force. Mm. And that there's a substantial risk that the person arrested will cause death or seriously or serious bodily harm if his apprehension is delayed. So basically, you have to have a dangerous and probably armed felon in front of you who will run amok and commit more mayhem if you don't engage and arrest him. Mm. Well, are you qualified to do that? No, <laughs> I'm there not. You go. <laughs> Now, let me ask this. In a serious matter, like a really serious, like maybe an active shooter event in the food court at the mall or something, and you're carrying a gun, and are you under, and the flip side of the coin, are you under any duty or obligation to try to stop that if if you, you know, are in a close proximity and you might have the means on you to do that? Because I've heard people say that. You're under no duty to. Okay. However, if you do, then you're in a different situation because a citizen's arrest is the least of your issues. You're talking about defense of a third person. Mm. Which, or or well, your own self. Criteria as self-defense. Yeah. Well, it could also be construed for, as self-defense if you know, it's a matter of time before he swings the gun in your direction, correct? Well, you're adding another if to the analysis. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and now let's say you did engage in that situation. Would you be under any protection of, like, Good Samaritan law? Or does that only apply when you're, like, giving someone CPR on the side of the road? Good Samaritan law has nothing to do with the use of deadly force. Okay. <laughs> Quite just, the opposite. Just throwing that out there. I didn't know if, you know, <laughs> if there was any... Like, I mean, in your own home, it, you're under a castle doctrine. Certainly, out on the street, you have a duty to... Rep- rep- uh, retreat, but if you're in close proximity to an active shooter and you shoot and wound somebody behind him or something, I didn't know if you'd be under any type of protection or if that bullet well, has... Also, the duty to retreat assumes that retreat is feasible. Right. If 
you're in the back of the food court when somebody's doing a spray and pray, and your only way out is to run across the food court, then you're really not in a position to retreat. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, hopefully a situation none of us ever find ourselves in. That's Indeed. The, that's certainly something. But you know what? I I don't think it hurts to to think about it and kind of role play and, and think about like the worst case scenario, like not in a paranoid way where you sit at home at night and write out chapters and books of what would happen or could happen. But it's a lot better to kind of think it through and have some sort of plan if you ever found yourself in a situation like that, rather than try to think and improvise on the scene while it's happening and unfolding. Um, you know, prior. The best plan is awareness, yeah. uh, know where the exits are and watch the people around you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, we teach that in the, the concealed carry and home defense class that we do with the USCCA and, uh, that, you know, color codes of awareness, not walk around paranoid, but at least be aware of your surroundings, you know, who the able-bodied people are within a few feet of you and, and, you know, make eye contact and walk a little quicker than the crowd and, you know, kind of give off the vibe that, I'm not going to be an easy target, and and hopefully they'll choose to not attack. The main you. thing is awareness. You right. have to be aware of your surroundings. If you're shuffling around looking at your phone, mm -hmm. you're begging to be victimized because you have no awareness. You're like the gazelle with the head down in the brush 40 yards from the rest of the herd. Right. You are lion meat. Right. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Having, uh, you know, that three-inch screen in front of your face, you don't have much awareness, not to mention you're immersed with what's going on. I think phones in public in general have really uh, caused a lot of people to become softer targets and easier. No, they, they walk out in front of traffic. They walk into other people. They trip over <laughs> stuff because they have no awareness. Yeah, walk into And if you're signs. not moving with awareness and purpose, you are signaling to predators that you're weak and easily targeted. Mm, yeah, absolutely. What would you suggest? I mean, not that this is your area of expertise, but in the case of Amud Arbery, if some three big, you know, hillbillies come at you and they're threatening to stop, you know, stop or you're going to get shot or whatever, what do you suggest someone do? I mean, I know if it was me, if they're not going to let me leave and they're pointing a gun in my face, I'm probably calling 911 myself, but, you know, that sounds well, that's like... assuming a... he had a phone on him, which True. we don't know. True. I um, mean, hmm. he was just running along. So you have scenario one, he's legitimately a, a jogger, or what they're claiming is a scenario, he's a repeat offender known to the authorities, hmm. jogging through the neighborhood, fleeing a crime. Well, he was empty-handed, and he wasn't exactly at, at top flight. The videotape from the home he allegedly broke into in Burglary showed him taking nothing, other people wandering around, which is common at houses under construction. Right. The stuff that was supposedly stolen, the contractor himself said was probably taken by a sub. Right. And those tools were not even in compliance with the law at the time it existed and since then tightened up. Mm -hmm. So they were fails ab initio. Right. There yep. was nothing they needed to do except uh, call the cops and say, hey, this guy's running through the neighborhood. Is he the one you're interested in for that house under construction? Bang, you're done. Such a tragedy. 
on every level. But thank you, Keith, for your wisdom as always. We appreciate you. And uh, if you travel or you want to get a license to carry in multiple states, check out the Utah 36 state concealed carry class. You get everything you need to apply for the Utah license at the end of the class. Go to capegunworks.com and click on the class link to book the class today. And it's with none other than Charlie Cook from Riding Shotgun with Charlie. So he will be teaching that class. So go ahead and book today. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and join us every week for the only show that talks all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we talk to cool people like Keith Langer and Tim Mack, which, by the way, I want to talk a little bit about that interview with Tim Mack on the book Misfire, Inside the Collapse of the uh, NRA. And if you, you know, look at that, I, I really took a chance by interviewing him because he is a reporter for the NPR and I'm sure he's not exactly uh, a right winger or a you know shotgun toting you know gun owner but maybe he is I don't know but on the other hand um, somebody had you know the wherewithal to open up the hood and start rummaging around under the hood there and as you heard from the interview what I was shocked about was how there's so much to talk about from firsthand individuals, former NRA employees and advisors and lawyers and subcontractors. And I mean, the, the, the amount of material is endless. And it isn't like someone with a vendetta that wants to bring down the NRA. Some like, you know, every town for gun safety or mom, million mom march people that want to bring them down and i even kind of asked him about that i said why why did you write this book do you have like you know even if you read the flavor of the book comes out with both guns blazing no pun intended kind of leveled at the nra um and i'm thinking do you have some you know presupposition against them as an evil organization that you want to see brought down or did you have some agenda to try to bring them down or make sure you put the final nail in the coffin and i don't think that was the impression i got you know from him and he said no he's an investigative journalist he knows how to dig out information and so 
but the fact of the matter is what's done in secret needs to be shouted from the rooftops. We demand it from people like every town and Bloomberg and all these people that if they're double dealing or dealing nefariously or, you know, uh, doing things in, you know, that are rife with construct uh, corruption, I expect that to be uncovered. And I don't care who it is. And the same goes for the NRA. And they served a wonderful purpose for a long period of time and still hopefully will get back on the straight and narrow of defending freedom and gun rights for Americans here because we need a strong, healthy organization like that. But right now, my money goes to other uh, organizations. But I did want to, you know, preface the the or at least come circle back around and say that, you know, get the book, read it, see what see, draw your own conclusions. And uh, it'll make you angry. All those months you sent checks. You know, I remember there was a time I had like an automatic debit. I think it was 30 or 40 bucks a month when I was a newlywed. And I was, you know, still trying to eke out an existence for myself and, you know, make a living. I was certainly just a hourly employee and whatnot. So it was, it was tough making a living, but I was donating 30, 40 bucks a month automatically to them. And, uh, you know, then you see Wayne flying around in his Armani suits and his private jets. It, it gets you a little angry, but all right, we'll get to your questions on the other side. I promise. And don't forget to check out date night every Friday and ladies night every other Thursday. You can also try out a range experience package where you don't need a gun license. You'll be with one of our RSOs. You get to shoot three different guns. It's awesome. So check it out. Go to capegunworks.com and we will be right back. You're listening to rapid fire. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2,300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your only show dedicated to all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. 
Join us every week. Go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire and be notified when we go live because it's not always on the same day. We threw a whammy at everyone this week and recorded on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. So it all depends on what's going on in our world and when I have to do the show. So uh, we appreciate all who join us live and comment in the chat. We'd love to hear from you as well, live or after the fact. So go ahead and give us a follow. Um, like I said, we'll get to your questions here this, uh, this hour. So um, P.S. who said he doesn't have any of those social media networks. He watches us on YouTube. He said he probably should get some more of them social media networks since he has an FFL and he needs more business. So yeah, you got to do it. Do it differently, P.S. If you're not on social media, even, you know, you're sleeping with the enemy, so to speak. But frankly, that's the way it is. Welcome to the 2022. Um, and a bunch of people have commented that they are traveling to Colorado in the morning like I am. So I'm going out there to visit my dad. So maybe I'll see you all on the flight. And uh, Matt says, I recently had a firearm that his wife transferred into her name thinking she bought it. Uh, in her name, but it was actually purchased in his name. Should we be concerned? So in other words, they sold a gun that they thought was in his wife's name, but it was actually in his name. And I think once that transfer took place, the new owner of that gun has been recorded. I don't think the state's going to care too much, um, but I have passed it along to the secret police so that they're going to be knocking on your door any minute, Matt. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so it's, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, the fact that the new owner has it registered in his name or her name is certainly what matters. So um, anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, and PS agrees that he thinks the state cares more about who has it now, not where it came from. But uh, you could just, you know, call the Firearms Record Bureau and straighten it out. I'm sure they could take care of that for you. Zoran over there does a good job for us all the time because mistakes are made and uh, they straighten them out quickly and promptly without any red tape. So um, Matt's wondering if we have any P80 frames for a Glock 19 in stock. That's a great question. I know we got a bunch of P80 frames and I know we had some in gray and I know we had some G19 in gray as well. So, but I don't know. Um, oh, you don't care about, oh yeah, you did say gray. Uh, so I apologize, Matt. I don't know off the top of my head, but you could get lucky. And so what is that? That's the polymer 80 320 in gray, but that's not, um, the Glock one. Uh, we're looking at the website now as we speak. Uh, what was that? The, was that gray? No, that's OD green. Looks like we have an OD green one. Um, and yeah, there's one. We got the, uh, yep, we do. We have the Polymer 80. Oh, I apologize. That's not a uh, Polymer 80. It is a Polymer 80, but it's not the 80 percenter. It's a serialized lower. So you'll have to do the federal background check, which is fine in this state because you got to register the gun within seven days anyway. But it is a basically like a stripped lower receiver for a uh, Glock 19 in gray and it's serialized already so there you go it's a pretty easy one to register once you serialize it so I mean uh, because it's serialized so go uh, just search polymer 80 one word on the website in the search box and you will find it you can buy it and then come in and do the paperwork it'll save you some whittling too you won't have to cut and sand and scrape and drill and all that 
Uh, although that is fun. So there you have that. Um, let's see. Uh, Bubba's asking how the sales are this year compared to last year. And I would say that they are definitely up year over year, probably 15 to 20%. Um, and like I said earlier, we had uh, Black Friday was 88,000 gun transfers nationwide, and there was 680,000 gun transfers the week of Black Friday. So people are buying guns. And um, yeah, so we're, I would say we're up 15 to 20% of gun sales this year over last year. And that might even just be a Last year, we had so much trouble getting inventory. It probably would have been higher last year because the demand was so much higher, but we just couldn't get inventory. And yeah, so now we have some inventory, but, <laughs> you know, go figure. And as a follow-up, uh, LARP is saying that he's curious also because this time uh, last year, shields were going for 550 and flying off the shelves. And, you know, we sell... Shields anywhere from uh, I think they're 450 to 499, depending on which model it is and whatnot. But um, yeah, so they could go as far as far as 550. I could see that. That's like MSRP on them. And when you can't get them, uh, you know, you might have sold four shields at 449, but now you got to stretch one shield out so you go to 550. That's the way supply and demand works. You know, it's not gouging if you're selling at MSRP like this. And LARP was saying he saw this at the up on the North Shore many times. But again, you know, it's supply and demand. If you got one gun instead of four uh, to mark it up 50 bucks over what you used to charge is pretty reasonable, I would say. So my hat's off to the guys up there who are, you know, if they had to do that. Um, we try to keep prices the same whenever we can. But again, all supply and demand. Um, thank you very much, uh, PS. He likes the new graphics and, and the intro and outro from coming in and out of breaks. So, uh, that's good. Give Professor Claw a round of applause. He's been working hard over here behind the controls. So good job. He even changed it up for season three. So the intro and outro isn't my favorite. I think he took a little bit of editorial license and, paints me in a little bit of a uh, jaundice light, for lack of a better word. Let's just say the shine is gone. My luster has worn off a little thanks to the new intro and outro. <laughs> I use what I have yeah, you say he's so blaming it back it, on me, saying I give him poor content. So, <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, let's see. Conan... Uh, says he can't wait to see Tucker's documentary on the Rittenhouse trial coming out in the next few weeks. Yeah, I would like to see that as well. I haven't even seen the January 6th one that he did. I really want to see that. And I also only caught about half of the interview with Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, so I will say I'm a little bit mystified at the God status that Kyle Rittenhouse has you know, kind of rose to. Um, frankly, I think he was a kid that's in the wrong place at the wrong time, but performed, I will say, very well under an immense amount of stress and pressure and defended himself, you know, very well. 
under that pressure and no innocent bystanders got shot. Um, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, and I think he did the world a favor by getting rid of the five times over child molester. Uh, unfortunate set of circumstances, but uh, yeah, it's a, you know, she's, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. I would not want to be in his shoes even today. I'm sure he's going to be a billionaire by the time it's all said and done, but it's, I wouldn't trade places with him, to be honest with you. So that's, that's just me though. All right, cool. Well, that's the first hour in the bag. That's why we call it rapid, rapid fire. Thank you for tuning in. And remember the show ends here, but it goes on for another hour. So you might have to go over to the website and tune into capegunworks.com and click on rapid fire to, to enjoy hour number two. Or if you're lucky enough to get that second hour on the radio station that you're listening to, that's great. Or get it on a podcast or whatever else. But you can always join us on the range or hear extended answers to your Second Amendment questions. Freedom will also be on the right side of history. I'm Toby Leary. God bless and don't go away. We'll be right back. tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome to hour number two of Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics. Make sure you tune in at Cape Gunworks every 
week and you can click on rapid fire to join the conversation we'll get to your questions remember to like us on all the social media platforms our handle is at cape gunworks on all the usual suspects and some of the newer ones and go find us on telegram that's the one i'm liking lately so anyway um before the break we were talking all about uh all kinds of good stuff and your questions and whatnot and uh we're going to get back to some of your uh some of your questions here on the chat and i wanted to get to uh let's see where is it uh yeah i wanted to get to um what is it uh all right the the lyred he has a beretta a300 ultima 12 gauge silky smooth and got some double aught buck and some slugs at cape gunworks the other day my question is I assume I'm to use the improved cylinder choke with these slugs, but is it okay to use these Sterling 32 grain rifled slugs in a round, uh, round on a smooth bore? I just never shot these rounds before, but I was told they pack a punch. Yes, there's two different brands of Sterling slugs that we sell here at Cape Gunworks. One is more of a competition one and one is more for hunting, but they are a rifled slug and those are designed to work in a smooth bore. So you're right, the improved cylinder should be fine with those. And the hunting one is the one you want for hunting. So the competition one is more fun to shoot because it has way less recoil. So the blue box is the competition one. The green box is the hunting one. So just make sure you got the right one for whatever you're planning on doing. If you're just plunking at, at the range, get the competition ones. Your shoulder will thank you. And uh, if you're hunting, you can get the rifled slugs. But... I wanted to get to that before um, before the end of the show and make sure I answered that question for you. Um, let's see. Uh, Ale Well says NRA is whack. And I would say that that's probably a pretty good description of him right now. And the Lyrids also says that he just got home to see eight kids injured in another school shooting in Oxford, Michigan. And yes, I just tuned into that myself and three have died. Um, unbelievable. I don't know what it's going to take for people to finally agree to harden the target. Schools um, should not be a soft target. And everybody likes to say, oh, well, you really want your kid going to school in prison? And it's like, no, I don't want my kid going to school in prison. But I want some barriers in place to keep evil people from coming in with guns. And, you know, that's ridiculous. It's it's how many more are we going to read about before somebody does something? And there's a couple of school districts that have. I know Southwestern High School in, I believe it's Illinois or no, it's not Illinois. It's uh, I believe it's Iowa. I'll look it up uh, or Indiana, maybe uh, they are the hallmark location, in my opinion, for. Uh, school defense and we just hosted last week the mfaa the mass facilities administration and uh, uh facilities administrator administration so basically the the group that's in charge of our schools here in massachusetts and this is the third time or the second time we've hosted them the last time got canceled because of covid but um, we host them and we do a shooting demonstration where we shoot through walls or doors or glass, glass with film, sometimes bulletproof glass, which, by the way, 
I've, I've become a legend in the MFAA because I shot at some bulletproof glass and the bullet came back off the glass and hit me in the shoulder. So I shot myself at one of these demonstrations. And what was funniest about it was um, this company shows up with some bulletproof glass and they're like, hey, uh, we brought some bulletproof glass. You want to shoot that? And I'm me, I'm like, yeah, of course I do. And my manager at the time is going, nope, nope, you're not shooting that glass. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're going to shoot yourself. It's going to come back and hit you. And I'm like, no, it isn't. I'm like, come on, dude, lighten up, like relax. This is going to be great. We're going to have film. We're going to take video. The school administrators are going to be there. He goes, I'm getting everybody out of that room except for like five people. And I said, fine, that's fair enough. You can, we'll share stories later. So there's like three people videoing. And I walk down the line. They have different levels of bulletproof glass. They're like, this one will stop a 44 mag. All right, shoot that. Boom, it stopped. Great. This one will stop a 308. All right, cool. Shot that. Boom, stopped it with a 45. No problem. This one is level 7. This will stop like a sustained burst from a armor-piercing AK-47 or something like that, whatever the level was. I'm like, cool, let's shoot it. Boom. <laughs> It hits the glass, mushrooms out and comes back and hits me in the collarbone. And I'm thinking, thank God that didn't hit me in the face. Like the face or the teeth took out. Imagine if I had like two missing front teeth. How'd you get that? I stopped a bullet with my teeth. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, the bullet comes back, hits me in the collarbone, and I look on the floor and see the slug spinning around. It's like this big mushroom. It had flattened out on the glass, and it's just spinning. The energy is still there, and it's spinning around. And so I said, well, you know what this means, guys? And they're like, what? I'm like, that I'm bulletproof. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to duplicate that experience but anyway this year we had another company come in and with their own it was kind of a salesy presentation but they really went the extra mile they were smashing glass shooting glass with ar-15s shooting through doors shooting through everything else it was pretty cool demonstration and uh and so we um we we do this we host this in the hopes that all of the people in charge of the massachusetts facilities will see the light and say, hey, not securing your school is no longer an option. Like harden the target, make the doors, the glass, especially on the entryway, bulletproof and smash proof. And even if I don't even care if it's just a 3M film, because one of the things people don't realize in the Parkland shooting um, that the guy who was shooting Nicholas, whatever his name was, I don't even like to repeat these these. Uh, psychopaths names nicholas cruz excuse me i just did but um they he was shooting from a second floor window down on the crowd as they fled the the school and he's shooting through hurricane glass and the spray of glass coming back into his face is what caused him to stop shooting so it didn't take bullets it didn't take um you know an armed assault on the school and we all know how that went when the cop refused to enter um, but it was just simply the glass shattering and bouncing in his face because that springiness of the glass the bullets were still penetrating but you know he couldn't see right or it was uncomfortable so what does he do he drops his gun and runs out grabs his backpack and tries to blend in with the crowd and so that little bit of resistance was enough 
to cause him to stop shooting. Imagine if, as a school is being designed from the ground up, if we took it seriously and we put some of this film on the windows or the glass, glazed the doors and windows with the special glass, that would make a huge difference. Not to mention locks on the inside of classroom doors, not to mention, uh, you know, some sort of auto shutdown procedure that can trigger a you know response from the local PD and whatnot. But anyway, look at that case study with the uh, Southwestern uh, High School in, I believe, Indiana, and it's remarkable. It really, uh, what they've done there is is remarkable. And so that's what we need to do. And believe me, it's pennies compared to what we spend huge money on. The average high school football stadium in America is $6 million. I think they did all the work to Southwestern uh, High School for $250,000. And if we're willing to spend $6 million bucks so we can watch Johnny score a touchdown on Friday night, but we're not willing to spend two hundred and fifty grand to secure and harden up the target. We got something wrong. I know there's a there's a uh, football stadium in Texas, high school football stadium in Texas that costs costs seventy five million dollars. And I want to go to that school and say, how much have you spent on security securing this place? Because I bet you it's nowhere near seventy five million bucks. You know, I get it. Football's a religion to some people in Texas, but still, it's it's just unbelievable to me that we're not willing to spend the money requisite to get our children safely to and from school and to be able to enjoy school without, you know, the threat of some evil psychopath coming in and shooting it up. So it's time this becomes a priority and not give people an option. If it's a brand new school, it has to happen. It has to happen from the ground up. I would reject any plans that were presented to me as an administrator that don't have protection in there for glass and doors. Anyway, we have a special opportunity a pepper, pepper spray class happening on December 4th. It is filling up quick, and it's 75 bucks. It includes training device, and you're going to dispense it in class, simulating an attack. It's a great opportunity to learn about alternative self-defense options, non-lethal. So sign up on our website at capegunworks.com, and we'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. 
There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC-3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks, excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Join us every week for the only show that talks all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And remember, we are a Toys for Tots drop-off location, so please stop by with a newly unwrapped toy, and you can browse the store for the perfect gift for you or a friend. But make sure you make someone's life a little better this Christmas and drop off that toy. We'd love to have you. We'd love to see you around the shop. And speaking of seeing people around the shop, one face you're going to see if you come here, chances are, is our superstar salesman, Timothy Pierce. Oh, I try, I try. <laughs> who's joining us here. I figured we'd get him in, haul him in, and one of these days we'll get through every employee on the show. And uh, Tim, one thing can be said about you that you do your job with panache. Panache. Yes, you're very panache. enthusiastic about what you do. In, Excited and, to be alive. And uh, yeah, I would say <laughs> you're a little happy to be alive. And um, for those of you who don't know Tim, he is a uh, good guy. He's a new dad and he's uh, always in here ready to roll up the sleeves and help customers. So what is it you love about your job, Tim? Not that I'm putting you on the spot. No, it's fine. I love a lot of things. I mean, my boss is great. That's a great thing. He's, See why I a... brought him on the air? <laughs> See that? <laughs> no. I mean, for me, I, yet again, I'll say it again. I, I really love uh, people, and I really love firearms. And, you know, combining the two into a vocation has just been a really enjoyable experience. I feel like the myriad of customers and the different spectrum of people that we get into the shop from literally, like, Every walk of life, ethnicity, religious belief, philosophical belief, personality, I mean, political, like, it just the whole thing is just so fun. It's such like a melting pot of personalities here at the shop, so it's a lot of fun. Cool. You know, and you, you bring up a good point, um, and that is that we do welcome everybody here at Cape Gunworks, and I actually took a call the other day that someone who hadn't been in in a while, and uh, I... I was unpleasantly surprised, to be honest with you, that they felt they weren't welcome here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Can you say that again? They said, no, I I just don't feel welcome at the shop politically. And I'm like, what do you mean politically? Like, as far as I know, like, we're the only shop around that doesn't hang, like, campaign signs and, you know, whatever. And we're not political and the second amendment is for everybody and i don't really care you know religious beliefs or you know your demographics or what you, who yeah. you voted for now granted if you a pro to a person hopefully you'll hold whoever you vote for in your party or 
whoever you align yourself with accountable for wanting to preserve the second amendment rights but what's been your experience in that regard you've you've certainly seen people from all walks of life and yeah so um, it's it's a really unique experience having a, a shift in the gun shop because you'll literally go from exactly what you said like so I, i've had service people from the left wing all the way over to the right mm-hmm. you know we've had customers come in with you know black death metal t-shirts and then i've had people with jesus loves you hats on mm-hmm. so it's just like the whole spectrum is really really cool and people always want to talk about like diversity today to be honest with you i've seen more diversity at cape gunworks than i have at like a starbucks or some like business that tries to push that kind of you know marketing thing and whether their hearts are in it fine right but here in the shop it is literally a melting pot of like mm-hmm. everybody yeah everybody i mean every single person nationality ethnicity creed just doesn't matter and it what's so cool is under this family that we call the second amendment right believers in the second amendment we have this huge community mm. and it, there can be room for difference because right. we find a common ground on a constitutional value right and it's super unique that's like one of the more fun things yeah and it's interesting you say that because we just in the first hour we were talking with tim mack who's an npr reporter who was writing uh, who wrote, wrote a book on the downfall of the nra and um he you know in the book it really talks about the nra's turn or downward trend started when they ostracized everyone that didn't think exactly like them yeah. and hard right alt right almost if you weren't in that bucket you were, didn't find a home you didn't find a place yeah. there and certainly there's no excuse for that you know the i think nra at its pinnacle had six million members yeah and we know there's a hundred million gun owners in america so a very small minority of people yeah a very small minority of people were ever once affiliated with the nra and what a lost opportunity to enlarge the tent Mm -hmm. and get more people in under the second guise of the second amendment become more you know a stronger group that could really be untouchable when it came to their lobbying activities. But um, so you like working at the gun store, you like guns, you like people. Oh, yeah. And that's obviously most days, most days, most days. Yeah. <laughs> we all have one of those days where it's like, uh, I want to go home. But like when a dog eats your sandwich <laughs> that you wanted for lunch. That's awesome. Oh, easy. <laughs> you mean you don't bring two lunches, one for Arlo and one for you? Um, <laughs> That's not nice. No, I will say I owe a few people lunches around here, but uh, Arlo has got to more than one uh, lunchbox. If your dog retrieves half as well as he wolfs down a sandwich in about a second, you you have no problem with duck hunting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Steven says, Toby, you probably have a lot of people tell you this, but it never hurts to say it. Tim's awesome. He helped me many times and is outwardly very welcoming to folks in your shop. One of the best. So. That's why we keep them around. Steve. Shout outs. Shout outs to you, sir. Yeah, we're going to. We, that's why we keep him well fed in the cage at night so that he'll be here in the morning <laughs> ready to go at it again. So anyway, uh, <laughs> have you talked to him about some of the stuff we've got in the shop, too. We did. But go ahead. What's your what's the what's the. Well, I know I know a lot of want to miss out. on. Well, just something that a lot of people have been um, asking about and they've been kind of coming back in is the x5 legions have you guys announced that already too mm-hmm. yeah so the 320 x5 legion um it's like a tungsten line frame correct me if i'm wrong on any of these stats i know you're kind of like an encyclopedia of the whole thing 
Um, but they're very, very popular. And I believe they're about like a couple hundred dollars less than when we first had them. Mm-hmm. When I first started working at the yeah, shop. Under a thousand bucks now. Yeah. yeah, they're under a thousand. And those things are just range tack drivers. They come optics ready. They have a fiber optic front sight. It's just a really, really cool gun. It's in chambered in nine millimeter and it has a flared out magwell for it too. Um, so definitely check out those. Um, we have a good, decent stock still of the G3Cs by Taurus. Um, those are also coming in optics ready now. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't know if you've announced this a lot, but a lot of people who came in for like the first wave when Taurus finally got approved and mm-hmm. they were like, we can get Tauruses, hallelujah. <laughs> they came in, they got them. And now all of a sudden we're starting to get one in different color variations. So if you like aren't really a complete black gun type of gal or guy, uh, we have them in FDE as well. And they also are coming optics ready. Um, I'm not 100% sure what they're pre-cut for for the red dots, but those are a really good price point. Um, and we also, if you mentioned that we're running deals on shields as well, the shield EZs and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't, if you haven't heard, or if you're just tuning in, um, shield EZs, they are $50 off, and they're coming with not one, but two dose boxes of ammo, um, ARX rounds, nine millimeter, and those little babies pack a punch. Nice. I did. We, now, were you running those the last time we did a shooting competition, or were you running hollow points? I don't know. Because I, I can't think remember. That, that gave you the edge to win. That's yeah, all it right. was. So this guy's <laughs> such a good salesman. He, I bring him on the air to talk, and he wants to talk about guns we have for sale in the shop. Look at this. I can't even. Your brain never stops, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, that's cool. It's always fun to see what you know the the salespeople who work the floor every day. What kind of gets them excited when we get a pile of stuff in? And on that on that uh, Sig Legion. It's one of the ways to get a SIG 320 without a thumb safety in this state. So, Oh, really? Yeah. So if you get that SIG 320 Legion pistol, you can take it apart and you can put it into the smaller grip. You can put it on a smaller slide. You mm. can change it into a carry size gun, even though it's more set up for competition. And then you get it without a thumb safety which is a nice added bonus that's awesome yeah and if you're if, if people are new out there um and you're kind of like wondering like oh i want i'm thinking about get a gun i'm going to get a gun just do it just come into the shop and rip off the band-aid we have both live fire classes which allow you to practice the theory that you learn in the classroom on the range so if you haven't gotten a license yet i mean like we said before the diversity in this shop and just the overall general respect for people of different opinion is unparalleled pretty much in comparison to any other place I've worked. So you are going to feel comfortable. You're going to find a sales rep who's going to be patient, take their time with you. And if you don't have an LTC, we're a multi-service facility, everything from training, sales, accessories, and getting your license up and running. So come check that out. Brian, along those lines, said, my fiance and I went down and took the intro to pistol handling with Brenna Leary. What a great class. No relation, she by the way. She is a rock star, dude. Uh, what a great class. We loved it and had a blast. And I am thinking about going back down and having a private lesson with her. She is a great instructor. So, yeah. Don't, don't think about it. Just do it, yeah. honestly. Just do it, man. That's don't even right. think about it. She is a rock star. No, she's great. We're lucky to have just a, a phenomenal staff here. And, Tim, you're a part of it. And you do a lot of good for us and a lot of good for people here, helping I them try. into those first guns. And I try. sometimes they're... 14th or 15th gun and sometimes you've sold them 12 of them but <laughs> it's uh you know it's it's a good fun environment now what about um coming into this christmas season here uh what's something that you would like to see you know what's going on in the big gun, employee gun bonuses that's a big one i think yep. is a big one i'd like to see <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure yeah and you know what there's there's a 
McDonald's gift card out there with your name on it. Beautiful. Chicken McNuggets all day. (laughs) I promise. That is coming. What was the context? So, like, what am I looking forward well, to? Christmas like, or yeah, Christmas ah! or is there uh, is there like you know what's uh what about in the shop? You know what about in the in the world? You know what is it in your job? You know things. I'm just throwing. What am I? What there. am I looking forward to? Yeah. Well, number one, I got about six more months before. No, probably I'm about halfway to having a new baby. So Woo! That's that. exciting, and right two there. Two boys. That will be exciting. You already know it's a boy? I do, yeah. Okay. And I'm also going to be working with a U.S. Law Shield coming up. So people coming in the shop, if they're interested in getting prepaid legal counsel, kind of like a quote-unquote shooter's insurance, yep. that I'm really excited. I'm going to be starting up that pretty soon. We can pretty offer cool. that through the shop, too. So come check us out, 96 Airport Road in Hyannis, or visit us on the web, capegunworks.com. And they are a big sponsor of this podcast, by the way, in this radio show. So U.S. Law Shield is great. We love them. So if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only and couples classes at capegunworks.com. Thank you, Tim. You're listening to Rapid Fire. We will be right back. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe.
May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and this is your weekly show about all things guns, Second Amendment, freedom, and self-defense. And we would love it if you'd join us uh, as we broadcast live. Go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and we'll alert you anytime we go live. So it's good to get Tim in here and get his impression on what's going on in the world of guns as it relates to salesman who sell, sells a lot of guns and helps a lot of people so thank him for uh doing that i thank him for doing that but um let's get back to some of your questions greg says thanks to roy for helping in with his membership renewal and uh yeah hopefully you guys took advantage of the cyber monday deal we had uh sold a lot of memberships on cyber monday so that was fun and some classes as well so uh tom's wondering if i'm doing an intuitive uh shooting pistol class uh, anytime soon and unfortunately I don't think I have one on the schedule um, there is a version of that class happening in January uh, what was it the 29th it's not on the calendar though on the website that I'm looking at so maybe uh, we'll update that but yeah so I guess on the 29th um, from what is it, 8 a.m. to noon? So that's def defensive shooting fundamentals is the mini, it's like a portion of that intuitive defensive shooting class that I do. Um, and I will get one on the, on the calendar, I promise. It's been a while since I've taught that class and I want to do it again. I also want to do the, uh, I want to do the, um, defensive carbine class. But I will say this if you guys haven't checked out the class with, um, uh, coming up in January for low light and for red dot. A lot of people are getting guns with red dots on them these days. And make sure you get the take the red dot class or the low light class. The red dot class is a two-day class and the low light class is a one-day class. And this is with Don Edwards uh, from Greenline Tactical. He's a phenomenal instructor, veteran instructor, you know, nationally recognized instructor. I've done classes with him in the past and uh, very, very good. Um, in fact, I took my Red Dot class with him. So you want to make sure you do that. It's going to be awesome. We also have a defensive carbine class coming up with uh, Ben from on-site firearms training, Ben DeWalt. So you can go check those out as well on the website. Um, but back to your questions. Um, lots of good classes coming up. And P.S. says, don't worry, this is from my earlier comment about how 
uh, Roy changed the opener and closer to make me look bad. He says, don't worry, you're never going to be a movie star. Remember, you have the looks for radio only. And thank you, P.S., for that vote of confidence. I appreciate that. <laughs> I got a face for radio and a voice for print and an attitude for whatever. All right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Someone's got to put me back in my place, right? Jared says, hey, man, looking for 20-gauge rifled slugs. I've not seen them in a long time. I went out hunting and shot a deer and sadly missed a 75-yard shot. I only have two rifled slugs left. And, man, I feel your pain because I have, like, a few boxes left. So I tell you what, you come in, Jared, and I will personally set one box of my own personal stash aside for you because I feel your pain. I'm not down to two slugs, so hold on. Where is it? Oh, my. All right. I just pulled it out of my own personal staff uh, stash. I have the Hornady SST uh, Sabbat slugs, 20-gauge, that I'm going to put your name on them and allow you to get them because I feel your pain. So come on down, Jared, and... Uh, if you're down to two slugs in the middle of hunting season, that's not a good thing. So I'm going to put your name on this box and uh, stick them behind the counter for you. So just tell someone that you're here to pick up the slugs. Um, anyway, and uh, let's see. I just want to spell your right name. Uh, spell your name right. All right, got it. Done. And now I'm down to a couple boxes of my own stash, but hopefully I'll see some soon. But you never know. But it is hunting season, and we got to make sure you're well-stocked. So... Uh, John wants to see the uh, KR signature lower, and I know they're going to be coming out in abundance. Um, so, yeah, we'll see that. And I know that uh, the group up in Manchester, New Hampshire, um, that's the name of them, Shooting Shooter's Outpost. I know the owner there. He's a good dude. And uh, he sent Kyle Rittenhouse a AR-15. So there you have it. Um, good deal. And uh, Merrick is saying he's watching our show on the JetBlue flight to Florida. That's cool. He says, very cool. I will stay, say hi to Ron DeSantis uh, from me if he sees him. Please do. Tell him I said hi. And next time I come down, tell him we'll get together for drinks or something. I don't know. <laughs> if I can free up my schedule, maybe I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make some time for the governor. No, I would, I would love to meet him and say hello. Uh, that'd be great. All right, uh, let's see. Smith & Wesson has been selling M&P 9mm compacts for years. Do they have to resend the new flat face trigger M&P compact for mass safety testing? That's a great question, Mac. I don't know. Um, the, the I like the way Smith & Wesson does it, though. They basically say M&P 9, M&P 9 compact, shield 9, shield 9 with thumb safety, shield 9 without thumb safety, and like they don't get into model number and all that stuff. So if it's an M&P 9, you're good to go. That's the way I see it. Um, but maybe they do send. I know when like they came out with the Shield Plus, yeah, they had to send that whole gun out for testing. When they changed to the 2.0, yeah, they had to change, send that whole gun out for testing, et cetera, et cetera. And they do. They they are one of the better companies about testing guns for sale here in Massachusetts. So um, there you go. I was wondering if it. I ever think I'm speaking into Jello. I don't know what that means. 
I might have to further explain that because no, that thought has never crossed my mind. I've never thought I'm speaking into Jello. But if you clarify what you're trying to get at there, I might see it your way. But as of right now, I'm going to have to say, no, nah, that would be a hard no. Game um, over. Nancy Pelosi has security, so why can't schools just have one detail cop at every school? That would be a pretty good deterrent. Yeah, I would say having the school resource officers has probably been a good deterrent to some extent. Um, yeah, it it's certainly a deterrent, but not as good as hardening the target in the first place, in my opinion. And it's probably more money in the long run. So I do think at this point, day and age, schools need a school resource officer, though. Uh, because if you look at it, um, they're not just dealing with you know, active shooter stuff. They're dealing with big crime, including rape, drug, drug dealing, uh, attempted murders, uh, fights, and everything else. And a lot of that's happened in local schools here. So, yeah, that's why wouldn't you put a school resource officer there? It's you just got to do it. Um, so anyway, uh, let's see. Davey says, when we order something online for store pickup, do you call when it's ready or should we just come in? Just curious. Well, it depends on if it's a special order or if it's in stock. If it says in stock, just come on down because you're the next contestant on bought something online and that's easy if it's a special order you obviously got to wait till we call you because we're not gonna it won't be here i've had people come down and say hey i ordered this on your website and i'm like well did it say in stock on the shelf now no okay you're gonna get it in a few days so <laughs> just relax we'll call you back um it says on the website though that it it ships from distributor so if it ships from distributor make sure you um Go ahead and uh, you want to wait for the call. So, all right. Um, good question, though. And uh, let's see. P.S. likes gun people because they're a different breed, no matter what side of the aisle they come from. And I agree with that. Um, I had a good buddy. Well, I wouldn't say he's a good buddy. He's acquaintance. And uh, he confided in me that he is very liberal. And loves his AR-15. Just doesn't want anyone else to have one. I said, well, at least you're intellectually honest. And you can, you can see the attraction for one. I go, why do you want one? And he goes, because it's awesome. And I'm like, all right, so why would you deprive other people of awesome guns? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming around. But it took him a while to warm up with that. That, is that going fully semi-automatic? Is that full semi-automatic? I think it is. Tim sold Davey his first gun, a Glock 22 Gen 2. That's pretty cool. Um, and by the way, you can make that into a Glock, 9, uh, Glock 17 Gen 2 if you want. Just get the conversion barrel and buy the 17 mag. So then you'll have a Glock that'll shoot 40 and 9mm. So if you want the one that shoots 40, you know you're from Massachusetts if you pronounce 40, 40, no R. I'll have that MMP 40. That's right. Um, so 
Scotty just bought the Tavor 7 from us, and it's his first bullpup. He can't wait to shoot it. It's going to be expensive to feed. That is a hungry beast shooting 308 freedom seeds downrange. So um, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pace yourself. That's all I can say. Pace yourself. But there's some decent prices on 308 these days. If you get the mill serp stuff, it's like you know right around a buck around, or maybe a little more than a buck around. So there you go. And uh, you made Davey jealous. He's he's green with envy here. Um, Steve says, funny you mentioned the Legion. He built an X5 with his 320 FCU. My 365 really needed a big brother, and he loves it. Now, that's a good point. Come on down. We got a bunch of FCUs in stock in 365 and 320s, and you can build your own version of that gun. It is awesome. And so what you want to do Number one, then you get it without the thumb safety. And there's all kinds of companies now making aftermarket slides and grip frames and modules and everything else. And the cool thing about it is you you build it however you want, like a carry gun or like you did as a uh, competition gun or whatever else. And you're partaking in a lot of freedom here in Massachusetts because the 320, which we just got a shipment of, I think I got 25 or 30 SIG 320s, the compacts, which all have thumb safeties. Now, if you're into the thumb safety thing, that's cool. Um, by all means, you know, you can you can have it. But if you want it without the thumb safety, you can build your own by putting together the, three, the 320 fire control unit. And you have that. It's not quite the same as doing a polymer 80. Or an 80 percenter, but it is definitely still fun to build it and acquire the parts and accumulate everything. And SIG will actually give you a deal when you register the 320 fire control unit with them. They'll give you a break on any accessories. So like a guy came in the other day and we had everything except the recoil spring. And I told him about that. He went on SIG's website. They gave him, I think, 10 percent off and he had it like within a day. And it was pretty cool. But also along those lines is you you'll be participating in building your own gun and we had that gun makers match there's an article about it on the ammo land so go on ammo land and click around and you'll find uh it's under the gun rights and click on that and you'll see a whole article about the gun makers match so national recognition little old cape cod here so that's pretty cool so don't forget, we have private archery lessons, and they're back. Check out the calendar to schedule a one-on-one archery lesson with Dylan, our brand-new archery guru, and he is the man. So go to capegunworks.com and click on classes to book one today. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lear. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. 
get Federal Punch Defensive Hollow Point Ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap Safe, featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Join us every week. Go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and get signed up to be a part of the show and make your voice heard. Everyone wants to hear from you, including me. So we'd love to have you. Um, and also, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on all the usual social media suspects out there. Our handle is at capegunworks. Yes, we're pretty much on all of them, including some of the new, smaller versions. And my favorite is Telegram lately. So if, you want, if you're on Telegram, find us and you can follow along. Anyway, getting back to some of your questions. Before the break, I was talking about that article on Ammo Land about the gunmakers match. And it's one of the episodes with sh riding shotgun with Charlie. Uh, it's episode number 131. And you can go ahead and check it out. Um, it's all the guys that kind of put this on together. It was uh, myself and Rob Pincus, uh, Matt from 2A3D Print, and Bobby from Aussie, which is Are We Cool Yet? And uh, Charlie did what he does best and interviewed the four of us and put together a great video. And uh, he was really sad he missed out on the event. Um, he had a family commitment the day before, and then he showed up after the match, but he still got some good content for his channel, and it, it's up on Ammo Land. I popped a link in the chat. For those of you who are following along, you can go ahead and check it out. And uh, yeah, it's great to get some national recognition from little old gun store here in the northeast corner of the you know United States, and people were commenting to like Rob and uh, the guys from Guns for Everyone National who couldn't make it because he tested positive for COVID before he came out, um, Edgar. And they're like, wait a minute, what? You're going to a gun makers match in Massachusetts? Like they couldn't even find it on a map, you know, like, but they heard that you can't own guns in Massachusetts. So, um, yeah, it's just funny uh, that, um, <laughs> that I, uh, you know, they had to, talk about that we had john green in and kind of did the legal ease of basically what what that looks like you know as far as those of us in massachusetts who decide to build guns so that's one thing i like about the innovation of the sig 365 and the sig 320 is they brilliantly designed a fire control unit that is the serialized part of the gun and then once you own that you can get slides barrels recoil springs grip modules magazines you know all different companies are starting to come out with slides and grip modules. We saw one today that 
um, one of the gals who work works here, her boyfriend made, and it's got a Grey Ghost precision slide and a Wilson Combat nice. grip. And I really liked how it all came out. So, uh, yeah, come check those in, out. And right now, those fire control units are on sale, so it will be good. Um, all right, let's get back to some of your questions. Uh, Jorge wants to know if bipods are legal in Massachusetts, and it's it's funny not funny that you ask because it seems so obvious to me that it should be legal like yeah of course they're legal they're just they just hold up your gun and um but honestly i understand the sentiment behind the question like responsible gun owners just wanting to do the right thing sometimes you ask before you go and do it and um <laughs> it's like you know you never know in this state i wouldn't doubt it if don't give them any ideas that's the way i feel um and Dana wants to know if we have any 4570 floating around. Ah, see, now people are asking me to dip, dip into the personal stash here. Uh, no, I don't think we do, Dana. Um, if we do, it's in my little box of goodies. And I might be able to spring a box or two out for you. But now I'm going to be going home with no ammo. But anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, come on in and ask. We might have something kicking around. Um, so there you go. All right. If you travel or you want to get a license to carry in multiple states, make sure you check out the Utah class we have coming up. 36 state concealed carry class. You get everything you need to apply for the Utah license at the end of the class. Go to capegunworks.com and click on uh, the link and it'll you can book the class today. So you don't want to miss it. And by the way, that's with Charlie Cook from Riding Shotgun with Charlie. One of these days, I'll get to ride shotgun in his car and get interviewed. I will know that I have made it as a man when I get in his car and get interviewed. So we'll be right back. I'm Toby Leary. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. All right, welcome back to Cape Gunworks. And remember, we are a Toys for Tots drop-off location. Please stop by with a newly unwrapped toy and you can browse the store for the perfect holiday gift for you or somebody else. But this is the show where we talk about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense called Rapid Fire because it is fast and furious. It goes quick and it's the fastest two hours in radio as far as I'm concerned because... 
it just goes by really fast. And this is the last segment. So we got to get all your questions in here. So Steve says, purchase your SUVs now. They're going to be regulated by the feds. They kill people all by themselves now. Haven't you heard? And, you know, uh, it is funny how the media ran cover for that scumbag who uh, mowed down all those people at that Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. It was just sad and tragic, but it proves that evil people will do whatever it takes to commit murder and mayhem. And uh, it's it's just awful. Um, but it also shows the ridiculousness of banning the inanimate object from the people who aren't the problem. Um, and P.S. finds it funny that I said fully semi-automatic and maybe that's describing a binary trigger. Fully semi-automatic. Get it? Ha ha. Um, what do I think about the Ruger Max 9? I think the Ruger Max 9 is a phenomenal gun and every company is going to jump on the 365 bandwagon. It's like the armadillo carrying its young. You know, you see the, like, or or the, is it the armadillo or the, uh, no, it's the possum, excuse me. The possum, when it carries its young, they're all like stuck to its back. So that was the, the pioneer. It blazed the trail. It kind of got this subcompact pistol with a 12-round mag or a 10-round if you live in a banned state like us. Um, and they kind of got the party started. And now everybody has to catch up. Everybody's head was spinning. you know. So Smith & Wesson and Ruger have come to the party. I think even Kimber has come out with a polymer frame, striker fire, uh, 9-millimeter pistol that holds 10 rounds, which is funny because they pretty much stayed in their lane with 1911 style pistols even their uh subcompacts the you know smaller guns were still along the lines of those 1911 styling but they have finally broken into a polymer frame striker fired gun um so everybody's jumping on the bandwagon but i really do like the uh, ruger max 9 i think the grip is very small which i kind of like for a concealed carry gun i have big hands and I use, I have a 365, and I it doesn't bother me at all that my hands are really big for that gun. I've heard people say, oh, it feels too small in my hands, but I don't have that issue. And I shoot the gun really well. I get a good grip on it, and I'm able to uh, get good hits with it. In fact, I shoot that better than I do my Glock 19. Maybe it's the grip angle, I'm not sure. Um, but there you have it. I, I really enjoy the gun and I, I like that Ruger Max 9 as well and the optics ready version. Uh, it's a little bit smaller than the shield and yeah, I think it's a good price point gun. Um, I'm not a big fan of the thumb safety version, but that's the way it is in Massachusetts. So um, it's, it's a good gun. What's Tim's favorite gun? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I should have asked him, but We'll, we'll ask him next time. And uh, he's a big air softer too. So one time he opened up his trunk and it looked like he just got out of the, uh, you know, the the outlaw biker gang uh, gun swap because <laughs> he had every type of weapon known to man in his trunk and they were all airsoft. It was pretty funny. They all have orange tips, but he, he likes playing those and he, he has uh, quite the collection of airsoft rifles. So um, pretty neat. And LARP is saying, what's a good first 1911? Um, if it's just a range toy, which most 1911s are, uh, 
then I would say, you know, you could get the Rock Island or the, uh, you could also get the, um, the auto ordinance. Uh, I also think one of the better values in 1911s is the Springfield Armory range officer or even the mill spec. The mill spec is like right in line with the auto ordinance in the Rock Island, but it's, you know, a very good quality gun. And so, yeah, good, good luck with one of those. And, uh, the Kimber Stainless Target 2 is also a decent gun for the money. It's right around 800 bucks, I believe, eight or 900 bucks. Um, but anyway, uh, the Smith Wesson Performance Center 1911s are going to cost you a lot more. Um, those are nice guns, but if you're going to make that jump, I'm like, go the extra mile and get the Nighthawk Custom. That's the way I feel. Uh, you know, qual- quality over quantity uh, is... <laughs> is something you get to in a certain point in life. Like, I used to be an old country buffet guy, but then at some point I was like, give me the nice little petite filet steak and I'll pay the difference. I want quality over quantity. So, same thing with guns. All right, guys, the show is ending here, but you can always tune in at Cape Gunworks on Rapid Fire. Keep up the good fight, support your local community, and be a gun advocate. And together as Americans, we can overcome anything I am Toby Leary, and you've listened to Rapid Fire. Join us next time. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much.